and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up everyone? Zach here. Hope you're having a great day. I am giving this a second recording because I just listened to the first one and I was standing outside and the wind was blowing into the microphone pretty bad. So every time I would take a breath for like, no joke, not even a second, uh, the wind would rush into the microphone and give this kind of like rushing wind popping sound, which can probably be a little annoying. So I wanted to re-record this with you. But today I want to talk to you about something that has been recently very impactful for me. And this is something that I've actually I've actually struggled with, and I have a suspicion that uh, you might struggle with this as well uh, to some extent, either you know a lot of bit or a little bit, depending on just you know a few different factors. But my guess is you know at some at some level you probably struggle with this, and I want to share kind of part of my story with you, and you know hopefully it helps you in some way. So, uh, so yeah, so. <clears throat> My first, my first really seven years in network marketing, it was probably about six to seven. Um, a lot of you know my story. If you have been part of the community for a little while, you kind of know this. If you're newer, I'm not going to give you the whole story right now. You can go back to the original episode called The Origin, literally the first episode of this podcast, and kind of give you an idea of my story. Um, there's parts of it that you know, I, I always tell, and I've always been very honest and transparent with my, my story, but obviously I leave certain parts out because, you know, if I don't have victory in an area of my life, uh, yet, you know, like that's not something that you necessarily want to be sharing all the time. Um, just from a personal standpoint. And then also from a standpoint of like helping someone, like if I'm just like sharing stuff with you that sucks, um, but there's no victory in it. It's kind of like complaining, you know, I'm just like telling you bad things and nobody really likes to hang out with a complainer very often. So you can, you can see why there's certain parts of the story I leave out. Well, there's one particular part of the story that I've kind of always left out because I either didn't know, uh, that it was something that I needed to even work on. It was literally beneath the surface. And then when I found that it was part of my kind of mental makeup, um, you know, I hadn't overcome it. And to be honest with you, I, I actually, I think I have spoken about this briefly at one point, but 
you know, I'm very new into this kind of stage of victory, if you will, for this particular thing. So this is very new for me to share with really anyone. Um, and I hope that I hope that you find, you know, value in it in some way. So, uh, so my first six or seven years in network marketing, uh, as you may know, were, a they were, I mean, if we're calling brass tacks what it is, uh, it was basically failure. Um, you know, I was recognized as having success. I definitely made it seem like I had success for sure. But when it came down to it, I really didn't. You know, I didn't, I wasn't making enough money to leave my job. Um, I wasn't honestly making that much money at all, you know, and uh, I was doing well in the corporate world in comparison. You know, I, yeah, I had doubled my income a couple times over uh, because of learning the skills of network marketing and bringing them into the corporate world. Um, but in network marketing itself, like, I wasn't really doing that that good uh, from a money standpoint. I mean, I may have been making, you know, at my best, maybe you know, thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month at like the best. Maybe there's a month where I made like two grand. I don't even know. But our expenses were so high in that company that you know I, pr- I probably brought none of it home in profit. Um, you know, so that was like the first six seven years. And and if you, again, if you've been following the story or following this, uh, you know, everything with Rebels, you know this. Um, and then, you know, some things changed and, you know, uh, you know, some really cool things happened. And, you know, you've obviously heard a lot of the victories and stuff if you've been listening to this for any length of time, which is super cool. And I'm very, very clearly grateful for that. But I, to be honest, I never really forgave myself for those first, let's call it seven years. Um, I think there's actually... Um, something to that. So for the first like six years, maybe six and a half years, I gave it everything that I had, like literally everything. I didn't question anything. Um, I did everything that I was told. You know, if I was told to, you know, cold contact 10 people a day, I did it. Or if it was 15 people a day, I did it. Um, If I was told to, you know, meet with all of my team every week or whatever the coaching was, I did it. So I was working probably 50 hours a week in my business outside of my 40 hour a week full-time job. So I was working very, very hard, wasn't taking shortcuts, doing everything that I told, but I still wasn't getting results. And I was pretty good too. Like I, my skill set was pretty high. Like I told you, you know, I would take, I took the, cl- I took the closing skill set that I developed, um, in network marketing and I brought it into the corporate world and I made really good money there. Um, I mean, I was making checks that were, you know, one checks that were bigger than my previous salaries um, in the corporate world. And, you know, later on, I, I came to realize, like, my skills were good. The vehicle was, was bad, um, meaning the, the type of marketing we were doing in the company that we were in. That was, the, that was the bad thing. Most people don't have that issue. Most people's company is fine. Their marketing system could suck, but the company is usually A-okay or somewhat okay from a marketing perspective, but mine wasn't. And probably between year six and a half and year seven is when I started to question things. Um, and actually it's probably right around, probably before that, now that I say all this out loud, um, the timelines might be a tad off, um, but whatever. But by year seven, um, I was basically out of that business or out of that company and kind of unsure what I was going to do with my, uh, skill set that I at that point developed. Um, the reason I bring up the kind of the years is because uh, I'm a I'm a spiritual guy as you as you know or as you might know. Um, so we're a faith based family, and 
uh, in uh, in the Bible, the thing seven is typically the year or or the uh, number where seasons begin and end. So. For instance, a season might last for seven years, and then something new begins in year eight or whatever. And I actually didn't know that until our pastor brought that up, to, uh, not even to me specifically, just on stage. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, that like totally fits. Um, anyway, that is kind of besides the point. The point is, for those first six and a half years or six years or whatever it was, um, you know, I did everything that I was told, and I didn't get the result that I that was requisite to my effort. Not even close. And in fact. Even people that were peers of mine that were, you know, considered quote unquote leaders on the team that were doing the effort that was that was required. Um, I mean, literally all of them, like it wasn't just me. It was like a huge sample of, of people that were putting in lots of effort and were getting not even close to the results that was requisite to that effort. So there's clearly a widespread. I mean, anyone from the outside looking in could see there's an epidemic. People on the inside, like myself, couldn't really see what the problem was. The point is, I failed for those those first series of years, and um, coming out of it. So fast forward to like you know sort of today ish, right? Current timeline within the past few years or so. Fast forward all the way to now, our results are much better. Um, you know, we I've been I've been full time in business for myself for I think th- over three years. I don't fully know, but over three years. Um, you know, we've made so we've had some months where we've made really, really, really good money. We've had other months where it's been terrible, right? But um, overall, it's been it's been very good overall. Uh, aside from uh, a small stint, it's been comfortable, and it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a massive, massive blessing. So it definitely has picked up in a really, really good way, and Rebels was born out of this, and um, those first six years of failure really birthed uh, Rebels in a lot of ways. It birthed the inception for certain things. You can go back to the origin story to kind of figure that out. Um, but for those first series of years of failure, um, if we're fast forwarding to today, you know, today, Zach, I've never really forgiven myself for, for those first six years. What I mean by that is, you know, for, uh, for those, you know, for those, for those years, I obviously didn't hit the goals that I wanted to hit and that's fine. But when I'm sitting here today, a lot of times I would look back, and this was a very subconscious feeling, but I would look back and I'd be so angry at myself because I was like, you know, I am clearly capable of getting good results. Like I've got, like I got them, I mean, I was like within, I think five, four or five months of just kind of like shedding the crap of like getting out of that company and doing my own thing. Like within four or five months, I was making a full-time income more than my old corporate salary from home within like four or five months of leaving. So like clearly I, I was, I was capable of getting the results that I wanted, but I was, I was unable to see the thing that was in my way. And I couldn't blame anyone for that. Like, like the people in that old company are in fact, some of them are dear friends of mine, really good friends. Even the people that I looked up to as like a coach that was guiding me, I don't blame them at all um, because they're just doing what they think is right. You know, they weren't manipulating me or anything like that. Uh, I mean, one guy was, but he was not that that close to me or anything. But other than him, like everyone that I really took coaching from, no one was manipulating me. They just were doing what they thought was best. And so I have no one to be angry at, just me. And I would look back on these years and be like, like, 
How stupid can you be, Zach? Like, how stupid were you? You couldn't literally see that? You couldn't see what was wrong for that many years? You were so blind letting other people think for you? And I just became, like, extremely... I actually became super bitter for a while, um, just at everything. Um, Eventually, I kind of stopped being bitter at everything and kind of subconsciously was bitter with me for not recognizing the things that I should have recognized. And then because I didn't recognize them, I, ended, I, was, I failed for so long. And I look, and I look across you know, some of my peers today um, in you know, the online marketing space or more traditional business space. Um, you know, obviously, we have peers in network marketing as well. But since we run MLM Rebels as well as a network marketing company, we have peers in both. And I look at some of my peers in the online marketing space, and you know, most of them were, were fairly close right, in terms of like, quote-unquote success. But you've got, I've, got, I've got a few of them that are way, way beyond me. And, and they've been in business for less time than me. Like if you were to take my start in business in network marketing, uh, like almost 11 years ago now, right? Like they've been in business less time than me. Um, but, and, and they're like just completely light years ahead. And I would get so angry at myself, like, and I, and I could justify it. Like, I, like I can justify like, oh, for the first six years, I was basically being an idiot. You know, I wasn't even in business. I was just in blind network marketing. Then two years after that, I was bitter. And then a year after that, I was this. And then I really didn't start, you know, Rebels until, you know, 12 months ago or 14 months ago. And it's like moving at a really good pace. So I'm actually on pace. You know, that's like, that, that's me justifying. Um, but regardless of me justifying or not, it doesn't matter. The point is, I would be just so upset with me. Like, look at how far that guy is. Look how far this dude is. They're so far beyond me. And I would probably be at their level or past them if I wasn't such an idiot for the first six, seven years. If I wasn't such a moron, like, like where would I be, right? And that's the, that's the crap that I would tell myself. And honestly... I mean, well, yeah, that's crap I tell myself. Up until, like, just <laughs> like, like yesterday. Um, I, uh, I, went to, I went to church yesterday, and um, there was a guy speaking. I'm walking towards the wind right now, so hopefully it's not too bad. There's a guy speaking, and he was talking about basically releasing things that you uh, need to be forgiven for, you need to repent of. And so he basically said, like, if you need to ask God for forgiveness... Um, or repent of anything. He kind of led you through this exercise. Let's do that. And I live a pretty open life. I've, you know, I don't, I mean, of course, I'm sure I've wronged people, obviously, as we all have, but, you know, I don't really do, like, funky things. So it's always a little tough for me. I'm like, okay, well, I don't even know. But as I was sitting there, I felt like God saying to me, like, and again, I'm not trying to be all, like, spiritual on you, but you know I'm a man of faith, so it's all good. But I felt like God saying to me, like, Zach, you haven't, you haven't forgiven yourself. Like you haven't forgiven yourself for those first six years and it's weighing you down every single day. You know, sometimes in the morning, if I get off to a late start or if, if I like literally, I mean, things would just piss me off, right? If something makes me mad, if I really dug into it, what was making me mad? If I really dug into it, I found what was making me mad was I was not getting the stuff done that I wanted to accomplish because like if I woke up late, you know, I'm not getting as much done today as I wanted to. Why do I care? Because I want to accomplish more. Why? Why just keep digging why and why and why? And just like Tony Robbins says, if you keep asking the question why, do you keep digging through fear? 
or you keep digging through anger, you'll basically come to the source of your greatest fear, which especially for guys, but women too, the biggest fear is I'm not enough. And that's essentially what would make me so mad. And I had this like this belief that was driving me that says I'm not enough because I'm an idiot for those, really, it was those first seven years, six years, whatever, that was like anchoring that belief that I'm not enough and everything would be driving from that. This is literally a realization that I've been having over the past 24 hours. And as this, as this guy was walking us through this, I mean, I felt, I basically felt God say like, you haven't forgiven yourself. And number one, you haven't forgiven yourself for those six years. And number two, you've been hating yourself. You've been literally hating yourself. And I was like, holy crap, like I have been. And number one, I have to repent. I have to forgive myself for that. And two, like God didn't make junk. He didn't make me a worthless thing. Like if I said to other people, the things that I say to myself sometimes, like I'd be getting in fights and I was like, holy crap. Like number one, I have to forgive myself. And number two, I have to repent for hating myself for literally for self-hatred. And I know this might sound extreme for those of you that like know me, or maybe you don't know me. You just listen to the podcast, watch the videos and whatever, or maybe just watch them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how a relationship, how deep it goes, but that might come as a surprise to you. Be like, Zach hates himself. Like consciously, no, you know, I'm a fairly optimistic guy, but we have these, these, these coordinates inside ourselves that, that direct our belief patterns and they're subconscious. And, um, and that was one of my stories that was being subconsciously told to me all the time. I was telling it to myself and I was like, Oh my gosh, I, like I need to forgive myself and I need to be done with it and to just say it's it's over and and then you know repent of the self-hatred and so I basically I did that and then I mean Ashley was talking about it and you know if you're not familiar like whenever you remove a limiting belief or anything like that you have to uh, you have to replace that belief otherwise it's going to get you know it's going to come back worse. Um, there's science behind that. There's spiritual stuff behind that. But the point is you have to replace it. So if I say, okay, I'm an idiot for this first six years, I have to replace the belief. I can't say, oh, no, I'm not. I have to say something else. So uh, for me, I mean, I don't have my paper in front of me, but essentially I wrote down a new replacement belief, which is, you know, those first six years, um, those first six years made me a great writer made me a great public speaker, made me a leader of people. And it's true. All of them did. Like while we didn't make a ton of money, like we learned how to lead teams of people, um, pretty well learned how to speak really, really well. Cause like all whole business was based off of public speaking in hotel meetings, home meetings, big, huge conferences. They was all based off of that. And then that translated into really good copywriting. It's actually my foundation for copywriting, um, is that. And th- so, you know, like that prepared me by becoming a great speaker public uh, speaker, writer, and leader. And then God is, God has used that to prepare me for what his plan is. Like that's the replacement belief. And, um, yeah. So that has been uh, a really interesting and impactful past 24 hours. Just like, just thinking about that, like, wow, 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 wow. You know? Um, so anyway, I'm just, I'm just in a very interesting spot where I'm like, 
thinking about the stuff and and grateful that uh, I went to church yesterday and heard this, uh, and then chose that to chose to do that over the past 24 hours. Today, I mean, I had really busy Mondays are my busiest days, and a really busy day planned. And I was like, I was basically uh, praying this morning and doing some reading. I do that every morning, and I basically started like busting down crying, and I literally could not stop. And I wasn't like even sad. I, I I couldn't. I didn't know. It was just like it was like all this crap was like coming out. Like the suppression of me holding this stuff in was just like pouring out of me. And I was like, this is insanity. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, and then I uh, I ended up just like kind of taking the morning off. Uh, this is literally the first thing I'm doing is this podcast. And um, I went over to this mountain and just hiked it and like wrote down all the like you know the limiting beliefs and this this crap I've been telling myself and just basically prayed over it forgave myself for it, repented from self-hatred, and, uh, you know, ripped the paper up and just, you know, be done with that. So, anyway, I, I'm recording this, I guess, to, I guess, just share a little bit with you about what I have been going through. I know, you know, sometimes we can, and again, I don't I, I don't know our relationship. I don't know, I don't know where you fall into our relational spectrum, but, you know, if we're not personal friends and you've been following this channel or you've been following us for a long time, there's a chance that you could, you know, think of us as kind of like one step beyond you. And if that is the case, sometimes it can be hard to humanize people. Um, it can be hard to think that like they struggle with anything. And uh, so I guess I'm sharing this because um, I think I I always re- I always felt really good when I knew like my mentors that I looked up to like had struggles. I know it sounds weird, but it made me feel like they were human. And, um, so that's what, uh, that's one of the reasons I'm sharing with you. The other reason is because I truly <clears throat> want you to be able to forgive yourself if you're mad at yourself for anything, you know, depending on where you're at, um, you could have lots of things to forgive yourself that could be professional things that could be relational things, whatever. Um, if you have a relationship, uh, if you have a relationship with God, like, you know, he's already forgiven you, you're already whole, you're already enough. Um, if you don't have a relationship with God or you don't believe in in a God, um, you know, I want to let you know that you're still enough, um, because I believe that God created you and I believe that you are enough. I think you're a very special person. Um, but regardless of if you believe that or not, I'll just let you know that, you know, I believe you're enough and I believe that the, uh, person who created us believes you're enough too. Um, so anyway, hopefully I've given you a little bit of a, I guess, encouragement to forgive yourself. If you have something to forgive yourself of, forgive yourself. It's already done. You can't, we can't change the past. I wish we could, but we can't. And, uh, it's brought us to where we're at today. And, um, you know, some people say like, Oh, thank God for whatever happened in the past. Cause this brings me to today. Well, if we're unhappy with today, do you really believe what you just said? Like, I'll oh, think I wouldn't change anything in my past because it would, otherwise I wouldn't be where I'm at today. But if you're unhappy every day, why would you say that? right? So the, the trick, I mean, you still can't change the past regardless, but the trick is becoming okay with the past, forgiving yourself of it, and then truly saying, now I'm here today because of my past, and you're actually accepting of it. So anyway, hopefully this, this helps you guys. Um, if it did, do me a favor, leave a, leave a rating and review. That would be super awesome. It would, you know, let me know that this is uh, valuable for you. Um, <laughs> I want to leave things on a positive note. Actually, this is all positive, but on a funny note, I guess. Um, literally, as, I'm, as I, I was walking, doing some of this, and uh, I had to stop a few times because of the wind. But as I'm talking, 
literally, um, we're, I'm standing on like our street uh, that we're staying on, and it's a pretty slow road. And but there's this like there's this like parking lot pretty close to the subdivision, and cops love to go in and sit there in this parking lot and just like chill um, for whatever reason. And so I, I know not to speed coming down here because there's a cop there pretty frequently. Well, literally, as I've been talking, um, two cars flew down the street. Like, this is a 30, 35-mile-an-hour street, I think. And the first car, I forgot, it was a piece of crap. Well, they both were, but <laughs> it was like, you know, just barrel-roll down the street, probably going, I mean, I would say 60 to 65 for sure, you know, for a 30-mile-an-hour street that's fast. And he was flew by, and I was like, dang, dude, you idiot and um then another car came you may have even heard the wind rush by <clears throat> another car came and he was probably going same speed maybe even faster 65 70 and uh, they were by themselves you know they weren't they were like independent of each other but like flew by and i'm like dang i wish there was a cop here you know because sometimes like i have i come from a family of police officers on one side <clears throat> and you know i I, I have mixed feelings, you know, like in one, in one side, like super respect, uh, you know, the police force and stuff. And then on the other ends, I feel like they totally abuse their power sometimes and, uh, and like are wasting their time with crap that doesn't matter. Um, like pulling over, like, you know, we had, you know, we have a, uh, somebody that came over to do, you know, physical on like a, you know, physical checkup on us. She was like this sweet, you know, middle-aged lady, super nice, nicest person ever. And she told us, told us that she got pulled over the other day, got a $400 ticket and was like, basically like acted like she was, you know, the criminal and all this stuff. She's going like five over. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Like you couldn't find anything else to do besides that. And then, you know, as we're, as that's happening, uh, like this, what I just told you happened, like these people were flying down the street. Anyway, there was a cop sitting in that parking lot and I was like, Oh, I wish there's a cop there. And then I walked past and there's a cop sitting there and he's literally sitting there as this happens two different times, two people, you know, flying past. I'm just like, unbelievable, bro. So anyway, I was kind of hoping that, uh, <laughs> they would get pulled over. If only there was a cop there. Oh, wait, there was. He just wasn't doing nothing. So anyway, fun story for the day. I'm heading back inside to probably do a little bit of work. Um, sometimes I think like the work I did today was like, oh, I wasn't productive. It's just a bunch of mental work. And uh, that's, that's also a lie. You know, if you're mentally productive, you can be physically productive. So anyway, hopefully, oh, one last thing. Since I just said that, um, I've heard the, oh, you know what? I actually forgot. <laughs> I was going to tell you a really cool definition. I'll have to tell you later. It was basically um, the men mental exertion of force. I don't remember. I'll have to tell you another time. It was essentially a really good quote that I heard over the weekend, but I will tell you next time. So there's a, uh, a reason to show up to the next podcast. Anyway, hopefully you all have an amazing day and talk to you soon.
Thank <laughs> you.